Welcome to the unofficial, official Carlton podcast here on the SEN Airwaves. Paul Sebastiani joined by our head of social media. He's a gun writer at SEN.com.au as well. Nick Negrapontes. Hello, sir. Hello, Paulie. Hello, everyone. What's going on, mate? Well, we've won four games in a row by 50 or more points. (laughs) It's exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, Now, just before we move along, now, you said you weren't a fan of the names of podcasts and you didn't want this one to have a name, but we did have a few messages We got emails. We did get emails. We haven't even asked for emails and we got emails. We love it. It's fantastic. So uh, I can't remember who it was. I had it written down before, but uh, someone texted through a gentleman message through on the overnight text machine and through the emails, which yep. Pete forwarded to us, <laughs> the great man in the back, our technical department, uh, the sacrificial acts podcast. I don't know if we're that kind of, no, I don't know if we're that esteemed in the industry just yet to be called uh, a sacrificial act, but I, I like the sentiment. I like that people <laughs> care enough to send yeah, emails. They do. Incredible. They do. All right. Where shall we begin, sir? Now, we're going to go through the Port Adelaide win. We're quickly going to zip through the West Coast game yep. as well. There's going to be a pocket podcast, this one. We're going uh, to save the big stuff for next week. Oh, yes. Lead up to Collingwood. Yes. Hopefully five wins in a row. That's when we want to do the big podcast. Yep. This is just a little teaser for your weekend. It is. And I think it's perfect as well. So let's go through the Port Adelaide game now. Time has lapsed since that game. Uh, and it has been, again, it's another victory that, I'm not surprised with, but the margin shocked me yep. and the way in which Carlton dominated from start to finish uh, in a quick couple of sentences. How did you see it all play out? It's such a weird one because if you had just looked at the stat sheet yep. by itself and then plugged that stat sheet in six weeks ago, you would have said Port wins that game by 50 points. <laughs> what do we concede? 62 inside 50s? Yep. Is they had the more disposals. They had yeah more of the ball, more of everything. Uh, yeah, 62 inside 50s. They had more. Oh, they didn't have more shots on goal, but they had, yeah, they were, they were just... They was, had enough entries to win yeah, the game. Yeah, but the thing was, and, and we've seen by Port Adelaide's ins this week, they did definitely rest players. Yes. But I am firmly of the opinion that Carlton lost... If you were to rank the players who missed in that game, including Harry Mackay... If you were to rank the players... Yeah. Okay, yes, 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 yes. One, yes. Harry Mackay. Charlie Dixon. Mackay's a better player. Yeah. Two, Matt Kennedy. Who's that for? Or Horn Francis, you would say, potentially. I know, Horn I know Francis that, yeah. hasn't touched the ball in yeah, a month. Yeah, well, exactly. But, I mean, you'd say yeah. they're not really like-for-like like players. No, but I mean, but, like, you know. they're talking about, oh, we lost Charlie Dixon. Yeah, Willie yeah, yeah, Rioli. of course, of course. Charlie Dixon, Willie Rioli, and yes. Jason Horn Francis. Yes, yes, we yes, lost yes, yes, Harry yes. Mackay, Matt Kennedy, and Matt Owies. So, yep. like, we lost three players of the same position, and they also lost Trent McKenzie, which is offset by the loss of Harry Mackay. And we lost Owies and Mackay at the last minute. Correct. Which and is harder to replace. Game. Exactly right. Exactly and, right. And Modlop stood up and, and had... One and a half quarters of absolute brilliance, and that was all we needed from him at the time. But I'm not copying. I'm not copying Port Adelaide fans talking about how they, you know, they they, they basically ah, yeah. tanked the game. We beat them fair and square by 50 plus points, yes. and we were the better team comfortably. Yes, I will say this: that Carlton was beautifully set up to win, if that makes sense, because of the momentum we'd brought in mm. Port Adelaide, and we tipped it. Yes, exactly. Well, not not as not as big as it was, no. but I think the one thing that you have to look at, and I'm huge on this, is is set up from week to week as well. And you, you can't, again, you can't take out six or seven players and expect to maintain the level that you've been at for the last couple. But having said that, Port Adelaide wasn't great against Gold Coast. No, 
in that game. So then, there has been a tiny they, they little also, dip. They also beat Essendon after the siren. Exactly right. Like people, yep. people are talking Port Adelaide, yep. Port Adelaide up as if mm. they're on the same level as Collingwood. Mm. I'm saying this right now. This will probably come back to bite me since this you're probably listening to this on Saturday or maybe nah. even Sunday. What a perfect way to head into the game. At Collingwood Marvel will Stadium. smash Port Adelaide this weekend. Disagree. Port Adelaide will, will get Disagree. destroyed. This is where I say set up. Week to week, you can't look at what happened last week for Port Adelaide. And, and Collingwood beat them by 71 I know, points I know, two, I know, three months I know, ago. but it's a different scenario. Adelaide's in much better, Port Adelaide's in much better form. I don't think they are. You don't think so? No, their last month. Can we go through their last month? We can go through their they last month. They lost to us by 50 points because they're not very good. Got over the line against Gold Coast. They beat, beat Essendon. They beat Gold Coast just. They shouldn't have beaten Essendon. They uh, did. They had the bye. They did. And yeah, and then they had the bye. So like the last well, you four can't, weeks. This and this is what I'm saying is that setup is crucial, yeah. right? They've locked their top four's lock for them. Yeah, forget about it. Top four's lock for them, right? So for them, they would be looking at it and saying, okay, we know we're going to have a double chance. How do we best manage our players so that they'll be peaking at the right part of the season? Having said that, winning 13 in a row is probably peaking at the wrong time. So yep. I don't know where I don't know where it sits. All I know is that when I look at it from a setup perspective, Port Adelaide wasn't ideally set up to win that game against us. But granted, we also had some yep. mitigating circumstances of our own, which we dealt with far better. And Ken Hinkley's not a coach that is going to be like, oh, we just write that game off. No. Not at all. So I think it'll be close against Port Adelaide but and Collingwood. But where we are going with that discussion is to suggest that how strong Carlton's win was. I thought it was the most impressive win yes. Carlton has had since the Sydney win last year. Controlled aggression. Yep. Is what see the Sydney win was hold on at the end. Yep. That win was start, finish, control the Dominance. game. Aggression. And it was not an aggression where you're like, oh, you're gonna get caught out the back twenty times. Our defense looked settled. I haven't looked at the stats and this was just sort of my feel during the game. I yes. feel like we killed them in the first ten minutes of each quarter. Yes, while well, the, the 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 second quarter we punished them. Yeah, five goals to zip, and the game was pretty much sayonara. Like we dominated the first sort of half of mm. each quarter, and then mm. we sort of went into our shells a little bit, or yeah. we sort of ran out of steam. Managed a little bit. it a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. But we did the damage, and then yeah. and then we were able to sort of hold them from getting back which, into the game, which excites me a lot. Yeah. It's a far cry from what we were talking about a month and a half ago, where yeah. we're managing. Not managing. Well, you do manage to a certain point in game, but for for mine and and I think looking at it from the outside in, the way in which we have been able to just push the opposition away when they came at us, because Port had those moments where they kicked two in a row, and you thought, yeah, yep. but they held firm, responded accordingly, and uh, of the 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 amount of even contributors we've had and players playing That's career the thing, best isn't games, it? yeah, because like it's amazing. You look at during the six game losing streak and you've got these guys getting 35, 38 touches and like plugging the stat sheet. And then you look at the Port Adelaide game this weekend and you know, our our leading, who was our leading disposal getter? It was Doherty, Doherty 26. Yep. You know, uh, I gave, who did I give the three votes to? I think I gave it to Jack. Jack. Yeah. But who was our best midfielder? Do you reckon? Uh, Tough to say. I really like Bolshe's first. Half yeah, and a bit. I, I thought, thought he was, was great. Really good. Then he got, not not shut down, but he got a bit of attention to him. I thought Newman. Well, Newman's not a midfielder, but I thought he was fantastic. I thought Cripps was good. I thought his kicking was a bit off. Yeah. Uh, but his tackle pressure and his tackling was immense. Uh, and I thought he was fantastic. Chera a little bit down. Yeah. I think he copped a bit of attention too. Played uh, through that that hammy thing as well. Yeah, apparently. exactly. And and I like George Hewitt coming in, playing a bit of a defensive role too. I think he's much better defensively than what Matt Kennedy is, and that allows. Guys mm. like Walsh and guys like Cripps and guys like Cherry to get on the front foot too. 
Just before we move on from this game, I want to give... I thought this was Charlie Curnow's best performance in 2023. Best performance since that GWS and Sydney games yep. last year, where, yep. again, he was one out, Yep, and he just brought yep. the ball to ground. Uh, he was fantastic with his selflessness. The way he... Did you see how, how he... Yep. It's almost like he crafted the ball down to yep. the small forwards on he any was, given it, occasion. It was like a rock tub. Yeah. He'd have a leer, he'd have a leer at arm's length. He knew he wasn't going to get the mark, and he yep. purposefully tapped the ball down. A leer would have both arms wrapped around him and one arm. Just in, for in those a, a for those lock, yeah. for those listening, they can't see this because this is audio. But you, I'm actually showing Pont what he's doing. Like <laughs> I have the arm up and I'm tapping the ball down at the moment, so you can see you can kind of visualize what I'm doing. But earlier should have given away twelve free kicks, but yeah, well, no, I mean, we that, yeah. Brazier's too busy picking Has, pinging, uh, Nick Newman for. Trying to take a mark. Oh, God, <laughs> Let's worst, not go on that. Worst decision of 2023. Yeah. Has Charlie got the superstar free kick status yet? He should, but he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But know. he'd actually... Okay, I'll take that back because every okay. fan who's not a Carlton fan is listening we'll to this say right that. now. Being like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, he's probably kicked 20 goals this year from free kicks. I and, agree with that. I feel like they're all there. He can, yeah, he no, can, no, yeah, exactly. The man gets exactly. tackled yeah. every time yeah, he goes he for does. the footy. He does. Uh, okay, let's go through a few other honourable mentions and mentions. I just want to quickly tick off. Chincotta's closing speed on spoils is yep. phenomenal. Uh, he set up a few goals with regards to that, and so did Mitch McGovern. I thought he was brilliant. McGovern played well, too. considering yeah. he was dealing. He, he's not one that you consider who plays well through injury. Uh, no, he had a he had a lovely little pad on his. Uh, yeah. I think it was his left. Thigh, I think his left quad. Yeah. After that corky uh, from Jacob Wiedering, so well done to him. I thought DeConning was was very good. Yep. I think he he proved that. <coughs> bless you. It, it is better to go in with a ruckman than without. I think he ticked that box. <coughs> bless me, dear me. What good he Lord. what he did was he proved that, which is I mean it's a low bar to clear, but he proved that we are better off with him and Silvani than young. Yes, young yes, Silvani, yes. Well, which, that that was the I think that was the whole shtick as well. Yeah. But also, Scott Lye said can't move, so he just jumped. No, no he just exactly. Jumped exactly. clean over him every time. Well, we mentioned this on the uh, on the podcast last week about yep. what we were going to do with the two ruck scenario, and I said I think that they will go with what they've always wanted to. That yep. was the sample size. It was Tom DeConing in the ruck. Young comes out, and it, it seemed to have worked. It did, and I yeah, I, I wouldn't be changing that. I know. No, 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 no. The only question is, and I guess we probably should now discuss the Harry Mackay situation. Probably before we get to West Coast. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I don't think there's too much to really. Well, how do you replace him is the question. So if Pitnet comes back in, does well, the Tom... coning goes forward? The coning goes forward. So yeah. you play the two ruckmen, and you sort of have that second ruck who is your second, uh, sorry, second key forward who's also mm. your second ruck. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of teams do, but mm. we don't because we have Harry yeah. and Charlie. So the third key forward is usually our second ruck. But in this case, it'll be the second yeah. key forward being our second rock, which is probably better for team balance. Agree. Even if DeConing is obviously not Harry Mackay as well, a forward. Yeah. Well, I will say that it also means that Jack Silvani gets to play that high half forward role mm. predominantly for the game, which I've always wanted him. But he has been all right as as the second we'll, rock. We'll There's options. We'll save the full Jack Silvani chat for next week, I think. Yes. But yeah, career best game. The fact that they tried to reinvent him as a defender and that... The fact that he's out of contract, that, that's something I think we should expand on. Well, so it seems to have worked well enough. I know Vossi mentioned, uh, about, mentioned Jack in his presser saying mm. that uh, his defensive work has actually worked well for his forward craft as well. Yeah. So, God, I sound like a coach now, forward craft. Well, <laughs> if, I'm surprised that Jack didn't come to the rooms after the game, sing the song, go and you know get a massage, and then there was a contract offer oh, put, put under his massage table. Not after one game. Not after one game. It's, but his it's, month has been good. He should be he should be playing every week and he should be comfortably contracted. I think I think it's ridiculous that Jack Silvani doesn't have a contract 
to quote a and great, he's being weighted, to, made to, weight. to quote a great Mancunian, a great Manchester man by the name of uh, Andy Tate. He's on fan channels. Make or break your career. That's what it is. You're making or breaking your career. <laughs> what does that mean? It's you're making or breaking your career at this point in time. Yeah, you're uncontracted. You're coming towards the end of the season. Make or break your career. Yeah, simple as that. He's making it. Jack Silvani will will be a Carlton player until he's. Until you he would think so. You if would he think isn't, so. then that's a failing of the of the club, not of him. Yes, that's a that's fair what point. I would say. That is a fair point. Okay, uh, so Port Adelaide game done and dusted. We don't really need to harp on about the win because it's all been done and dusted now. So. Uh, we are sort of five, six days in advance from it. We're creeping closer to the West Coast game, which is a big one too. Uh, and just before we get onto that as well, uh, the half forward line's looking really good now with Fogarty, Cunningham, and and Martin uh, rolling around there. It's a, it's a far more yep. uh, dynamic, and it allows you to, allows you to play a motlop who can yes. kick four goals and can just stay forward. Yeah, can just just stay leave forward. him there. Leave the kid in the forward line. I don't really? want to see him at full back. I don't no. want to see him in the back pocket. I get that they have to chase back, but. He should, be, he should be chained to Charlie. He yes. Should be, he should be within within Charlie's orbit at all times. Now, I will say, I did see a tweet of yours, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, I see all your tweets. Uh, I don't want Lewis Young anywhere near the forward line. I don't want it. No, no don't I, even make a case for it. <laughs> that was that was no. That was the general consensus in the replies. No, forget the replies. Don't worry about the replies. In the replies, if you're listening, no. No, I still think no. it will work. No. I, I, no. I, I won't make the case right now, but no. No. I still think... What all he needs to do as that second key forward or as that third key forward slash second ruck, if Pidnett's not out there. Yes. Bring the ball to ground, create a contest, take marks, all things he can do. We're not asking him yeah. to, to be Harry Mackay. I don't like him ball in hand. He's too slow. Well, that, that doesn't matter if you're kicking, if you're, all your kicks That's are uh, within yeah. 45 meters. Yeah, but if you're setting the ball up, no, don't want him. I don't want him <laughs> in the team. I don't want him in the team unless it's desperation stakes. I don't want him in the team. We're nearly there. Um, personnel-wise inside. Maybe, maybe, anyway. maybe. I'd rather us go smaller, so, to be honest. We look better going smaller. Mackay, well, it's one game, though. It's one game. I mean, with those smalls at half-forward is what I'm talking about. Has, has uh, Lockie Fogarty missed a tackle since he's been in the no. team? No, he hasn't. I haven't seen one. Nope. And if someone can find it, let me know. The interesting thing, as we move to team selection. Yes, sir. As you said, they're staying small. So I like it. Charlie's the only key forward. Yes. I don't think that works against Collingwood. Well, we don't know. It won't. We don't know. It won't work against Collingwood because don't what you know, you'll have nothing ha- really. Nothing has really worked against Collingwood this have, year. <laughs> you'll have Howe and you'll have Murphy, and they will just drop off and they will pick things off. Frampton will play on Kerno. Darcy Moore will drop off and stand in front of him for the entire game. This is why you need that second key forward, and whether it's the Koning, mm-hmm. whether it's Pidnet, whether it's Lewis Young, whether it's Jack yeah. Silvani. Okay. You, you need those. You need yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some height against Collingwood. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. their defenders won't be accountable, and they will just make Charlie's day a living hell. Maybe, maybe. Well, maybe Charlie's just got to be selfless, or just work him into the ground. Don't know. They've got to come up with some. But that's kind the of thing. Uh, Aaliyah followed Charlie up the ground. Darcy Moore won't. TDK go up forward. Not, I don't know. It's an yeah, interesting yeah. dynamic. It's an. I'd rather TDK up forward than Lewis Young. Oh no, me too. But yeah. that requires Pitnett being being fit, able to fit. Exactly. And the last time he came in off a knee injury, he was. Probably the worst player in the Yeah, yeah, he's not L- late right last year. Coming off those breaks. Uh, okay, let's get on to team selection for the West Coast game, shall we? Yep. Uh, some big names coming out. Cripps uh, and Chera have both been, well, rested. The club has officially said hamstring, niggle, and uh, corky yep. for Patrick Cripps, which clearly is a rest job. Harry Mackay probably going to miss the rest of the regular season. Jordan Boyd out with that dangerous tackle. And in come Oliver Hollands, Lockie Cowan. 
and Ed Kerno. And Paddy Dow gets his full game. And he will, yes, which is great for him. Uh, didn't really like his game last week, but he was being played at that high half forward yep. role and rolling into the middle. So You'd imagine he should play predominantly on yeah, ball. You this is think. his chance yep. to play a full game yep. on ball. This is his um, almost his... The, the his highlight reel that will be cut for the team that's going to trade for him. Yep, it'll all be from this game. Yep, exactly. We know he's not going to be there. I uh, am next year. So. I am firmly off Paddy Dow. I've been. I haven't been in his camp all year. I've copped it on Twitter for constantly saying, well, "Why isn't he getting a game? He's getting forty touches in the VF- VFL." Yeah, because he's not better than Hewitt or George or Kennedy, who are the clear Crips Chera. Yeah, who are the clear fourth, fifth best midfielders in this current team, and Paddy Dow is not in their tier. Exactly. But now you have no Kennedy, you have no Chera, and you have no Cripps. No, no. So this is this is your chance. Can't remember the last Paddy time Carlton has gone into a game a dollar three favorite. <laughs> Albeit, I know it is, is against West Coast, but it God. probably was against like GWS in twenty eleven or something. It could be twenty twelve. Yeah, it could be actually. Yeah, you could be Jeez. right about that. Uh, so West Coast have got a few outs as well. Uh, Jeremy McGovern is uh, its biggest out, uh, yeah, and that is enormous for them. Uh, you got a margin for us in this game. It's just, I mean, it is results are fait accompli. You'd think. I think it's seventy. I don't think we we triple we we triple figure them. I think. Yeah. I think we don't have as much firepower this week, especially with the the changes. We we dro- we lost Harry and we didn't bring a forward in. Mm. So, to me, that says that we won't have as much firepower this week. Uh, I think it'll be. F- 50, in between yeah. 55, 60 points. I think it'll be a boring, yep. comfortable win. I, think, I like boring, comfortable wins. No, me too. I'm going to the game. Yes. Do, I, do you know that? What? I'm going to my second game of the Pardon? year. I, I went to the North game, and I'm going to this game. The workaholic. Game. He's going to a he's going I am to a going game. to the football. I'm taking my partner. She's excited oh, to see the light nice. show the Carlton have after Shout the out to goals. Nick's partner. Shout out to Katie. Shout out to She's Katie. She's not listening uh, to this, hopefully. <laughs> um, not a chance. Um, Is she followed, by the way? she follow anyone? Uh, neutral. She's English. Uh, okay. Doesn't care. Ah, okay. She follow so, the soccer? A little bit. Okay. All right. Make her an Arsenal girl. Anyway, uh, so, very good. All right. So Katie's going to the game. You're going to the game. Going to the That's game. a cute little day. It's a cute oh, day. Oh, Nick. Only going to games that we're going to win. Oh, Nick. No. Oh, here we go. See, how funny is this? Six yeah. weeks ago, we're like, ah, this is terrible. No, but I booked these tickets three weeks ago. There's going to be oh. so many people at this game. Do you reckon? Yeah. Okay, good. There's going to be 40,000 people at a Carlton West Coast game. That's, that's fantastic. Well, we, we know we rock up. I was a little bit disappointed with the crowd last week. Yeah. I know it was a Saturday 4.30 yeah. game. It, it, those games are forgotten about, by the way, the Saturday 4.30 games. But we we thrive in those games because no one's, no one's watching. Well, no one will be watching. Well, they'll be watching this week. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> have to win. Should win. Uh, I'm saying in between 55 to 60 points. That's my tip. Agree. Uh, and then we move on to oh, next week. You want a good bet? Uh, what's a good bet, sir? Carlton over 40 points. Paddy Dow, 20 disposals. Andrew Gaff, 20 disposals. What price? What odds are you giving us? That's probably about four bucks. Four, four or five bucks. Because Gaff is two bucks. Dow's yes. $1.40. And then 40 plus is probably like a dollar. Pont shopping the value. Pont is shopping the value here. Okay. Uh, well, this this is a nice little, you know what this is? This is the appetizer mm. into the main course next week. Next week. How exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about next week. I want to talk about some contracts. Yes. I want to talk about... What that Collingwood game means. Yes. And the ramifications if we don't win it. Okay. Right. Now, for the audience, next week, send through your questions. Yes. We'll definitely be in uh, early in the week. At uh, Paolo Sebo 5 on Twitter. And yes. At, at Nick Negroprontus. Thank you very much. And also, uh, yeah, be sure to send in audience questions next week. We'll put up a tweet uh, for the show next week. It'll be up nice and early. It will. Uh, so either Monday or Tuesday, we'll come in and, and sort that out. But... Carlton Collingwood next week. Big game against West Coast this week. They need to just lock up, lock away the four points, bring back Chair and Cripps, and 
Away we go into a sellout at the G next Friday night. I can't wait to watch it remote. First genuine primetime game under pressure that the Blues are going to have in a little while. So Another thing we will talk about next week. Sink or swim. Uh, leave your comments. Leave your name suggestions for the podcast <laughs> as well that Nick Negroponis can mull over. Yep. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week. Go Blues. Go Blues.